Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Father, we wake up to pray again. We come into your presence, thanking you again for all the things you've done and all the victories you've won. We thank you. We thank you for another day to worship you. Jesus, you're my life and my strength, and I worship you. We came to magnify your name. Oh, God, we worship you. From every walk of life, we know you're right there, and we come to worship you. We come to worship you. Your word has said that you're looking for a holy people. And you've called us holy. And you've called us to remain in the place of spiritual awareness. That we confess our sins. And you are faithful and just to forgive us. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We appreciate that grace gift of repentance. Thank you for having mercy on us even when we were not repenting. My God. And you brought us to this place that you could teach us the sacredness. Woo! the awesomeness of living a penitence life. Aware that when we grieve Holy Spirit, Father, thank you for loving us so much. You did not allow us to continue as we were consistently grieving Holy Spirit, not repenting. Thank you for convicting us. Convicting us of sin. 
so that we can remain holy in spirit, soul, and body. We're so grateful today. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace gift. And today we come into your presence because Jesus is through your blood we've been made worthy enough to come in. You made us worthy. So that when all of heaven looks upon us, Heaven sees you. And when all of hell looks upon us, hell sees you. Because we are people who have confessed our sins. And we know that we are pulling up, tearing down, throwing down, in fact, so that you can build and you can plant and you can grow us the way you want to grow us, not because of some system of someone else's way of being, but your way of being through us. For your word has declared that if any of us would be in Christ, in Christ it, sure enough, we are a new creature, new species of being, a new genetic coding, that never existed before. And we're so grateful and so honored that we are part of a royal priesthood, a a holy nation, that we are a chosen genetic coding. And for this, we are so grateful. making us a holy habitation. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 19 and 6 says, And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. priest and a holy nation. And when we take a look at the priesthood, there were strict requirements of the priest and even more of the high priest. But this one thing that was universal, they must be holy. Must be holy. Throughout the ages, 
scholars have tried. to dictate to people what holiness really was. It was reduced to holiness being a dress code. It came to be in many groups and through through a religious culture and traditional thinkers. It became something to use to contemn women, especially, specifically women, for all sorts of things, wearing jewelry, wearing makeup, wearing lipstick. They were called Jezebels. Shuh. They couldn't wear pants, had to wear dresses that were long, they had to just look plain. Don't do. Don't dress in any way that would cause attention from a man. Ugh. So holiness was taught to bring particularly women into bondage. And then it was said that this was what God expected. They took their own traditional thinking and imposed it upon congregants and said, this is what God expects, and this is what holiness is. I listened to a bishop stood and talked for about an hour in one large meeting about the color of women's pantyhose and their toes being out, saying there was nothing holy about those pantyhose. And I thought to myself as I listened to this religious jargon, I listened, I thought to myself, you have to be really paying close attention to that woman's legs. So what he did was expose his heart. Mm-hmm. You see, when you don't have a relationship with God, you have to begin to use things. Since, you know, you need symbols, you need things, you need stuff to talk about. When you don't have relationship, you don't have revelation. And when you don't have revelation, you just got religious jargon. You just got words. You turn in the book and pull out a text and build an entire traditional teaching around it because there's no relationship there. And it's obvious. It's apparent for those who do have a relationship with God. So this holiness idea of holiness that they had was imposed upon women to the point of hurt and harm where women stayed in abusive relationships because they thought you shouldn't divorce, you shouldn't leave. Some women to their death, yes, indeed, to their death. Because the pastor said you, you can't 
leave your husband. He's the man of the house. So you're to be subjected to that abuse. Of course, they didn't call it abuse. They blamed the woman because she had to have done something, obviously, to provoke him to hit her, to beat her. You're a holy woman, so you need to stay there and you need to take this abuse. Yakapa. They pull scripture text out of context. You take the text out of context and what you've done is left people conned. So women specifically were condemned for everything, everything. Take care of your man. No matter what he does to you, take care of your man. That's demonic in its nature. God did not call anyone to be the object of someone else's hostility, bitterness, anger. He did not call you into a place of abuse. He called us to holiness. So I'm going to take you to another level of holiness today so that you can recognize the difference between holiness and religious abuse. Holiness does not begin with the dictates of externals, which means I cannot teach you holiness by telling you what to wear and how to live your day-to-day life that way. It begins with the revelation, the relationship with Jesus Christ, and the revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Recognizing that you are the house of God, the temple of God, a temple not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, which means your spirit being, because body is not eternal, spirit is eternal. Recognizing that we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Having been created in the image of God, in his likeness, after his kind, then it is to our benefit to understand the characteristics of God. Hey, Papa. In order to understand what holiness is, we have to understand the attributes of the all true living God. The abuse of Scripture has led many people down a path that now they are controlled by the voices of demons. 
have demonic influences in their lives, and they believe it to be Jehovah. Entire organizations formed around the name Jehovah or God and believe that they're holding up the banner for him because scripture has been taken out of context. Text has been taken out of context and left them con. When we look at the characteristics of God and we look at holiness, to be consecrated, dedicated, committed, sold out. Shoo! Mm-hmm. Loyal. To call God holy. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. There you go, Holy Spirit. To call God holy, our God holy. Means that he is separate from everything else that exists. Independent of control of anything and anyone. Listen to me closely. I don't want you to miss this today. No one can dictate to God. No one can control or manipulate Abba Father. He's set apart. He's all by himself. Sure. When Moses experienced him, he had to take off his shoes because the place that he was standing on was consecrated, set apart ground. It was territory that had been pulled out of all the other earth. And set aside to hear the voice of God. To be holy is to be set apart, consecrated, dedicated, have no competitor, all one. Shaka. And when God called his people and said, be ye holy, for I am holy, be has an understood subject always. We know that from third grade English. It has an understood subject, you be holy, for I am holy, and be being a verb. It means an action that must be taken, set apart, consecrated, dedicated to God 
He says in Leviticus 11 and 44 that I am the Lord your God, which means I am Jehovah. I am, in that particular place, I believe it was I am Yahweh. Show your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, for I am holy. Then he says, don't make unto yourselves any unclean. Don't make yourself unclean with anything. Shaka. I want you to remain separate. I want you to remain holy. I want you to remain a people that are recognized by the world as consecrated unto me. I don't want you to mix in with the mess. Shake. I don't want you to mix in with the song and dance of the world. In this case, he's saying, with the other religious crowd. I don't want you to blend in with just church people. Come on, somebody got to come up here with me today. I don't want you to blend in with the everybody else because I'm calling some people out of a people. I am calling some nation out of a nation. I am calling a voice up to be higher than the other voices. I am calling somebody out to be holy, consecrated. Dedicated, unmarked, oh, by the world, not blending in. Be aware of the call to holiness. Because in this call, you're going to disturb the atmosphere. You will disturb people pleasures. You will disturb the norm most settings. You will walk in your workplace and they don't know what to do with you anymore because they know that you something shifted, something changed. You're not just a normal Christian. You're now walking in holiness. Oh, we don't need a t-shirt. Neither do we need a bumper sticker. We've had a heart transplant. (laughs) From the heart of greed, filthiness, adultery, fornication, lying, backbiting, thievery, gossiping. We've had a heart transplant. We no longer have that old nature of the beast of religion. Come on, somebody, I went there. No longer have that old nature of following the crowd or trying to see who's the most popular. So let's go there. They must be true because they've got the most listeners. They've got the largest church. So they've got to be preaching the truth. But listen here. Listen here. Not so. Not necessarily so. It's easy. It's easy to blend in when the crowd is so large. Show it's easy to not know that when the crowd is so large 
anybody can be there. But when the message of holiness begins to come again and the altars are beginning to be filled up again, let me tell you something, the chakabah. The crowd, the crowd begins to dwindle down because it's going to take something to walk a consecrated life. You walk in a place, that you're totally aware of spirits. You, you begin to grow into a place that your ear is to hear what the Spirit is saying to your local church, you. This set-apartness, this consecrated and dedicated life is to fast when nobody else wants to and to wake up and pray when everybody else is asleep. It's to get up out of your bed to pray. It's to sit up in a chair to pray, to take copious notes so that you can refer back to them because you want to grow, you want to change, you want to, you want to be the priest set aside, consecrated, dedicated to God. And you feel the fire of God burning, burning away greed, burning away the lust for other things, burning out the things that had you... Did, uh, yeah, the burning out the things that were blocking the, 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 the manifestation and closing the gap between the prophecy and the promise. It is a place of surrender. It is a place of total abstinence from the world. Just making a decision within yourself to say it's just me and Jesus. Or Jesus in me, or Jesus in I. Sha. Be holy. Consecrated, dedicated. This house of believers has been on an evolutionary journey, going from glory to glory to glory moving and pushing forward, recognizing and realizing that we could not stay the way we were. That if we wake up to pray, we're waking up to experience God. And they've learned that repentance is nothing to shun. Repentance is a grace gift. And we welcome the opportunity to repent because we know if we do not repent we cannot be forgiven it's not by osmosis we have to repent we have to open our mouths up and declare we have to confess it we have to confess our faults one to another that we can be healed Shah. the people of this house Know that there is no room for pride and ego. It is a table of transparency and clarity. Holiness is a heart 
quick to repent, to be holy, means I find my way to the altar, and I've built an altar within myself that I can go to, hey, Papa, because Jesus is sitting there on the throne of my heart. So I can turn to the altar because I know I have an advocate with the Father, even Jesus Christ the righteous. I know that he's the mediator between God and man. I know that he's the Savior of the world. I know that he is the Lord of lords. He's the King of kings. He's my high priest whoever lives to make intercession for me. I turn to my Lord. I turn to my Savior. And because I do, I cannot be the object of anyone's abuse. Sure enough, verbally, physically, emotionally, socially, uh-huh, because of what Jesus did, the sacrifice that he made, I'm nobody's punching bag. I'm nobody's doormats. So I say to every preacher, every bishop, every pastor who condones women being battered and abused, you're being used of the devil to destroy people's lives. Repent. Holiness has absolutely nothing to do with beating up on women and keeping them subject unto you. Holiness. is a heart transplant. It is being aware of the very image of God resident within you. It's knowing that we're not alone, but yet we're separated from all the filth and the foolishness of the world. And we're okay with not blending in. We're okay with being the one who's raising the standard, who's holding up the banner, who's carrying the torch. Sure enough, from the inside out, who's declaring and decreeing that Jesus is Lord. It's okay that we carry the banner that we're not influenced by the things of this world, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, as Mark 4 declared. We're not greedy for gain. Where we're moving into a higher order, a higher vibration of energy where our heart palpitates because we're in the presence of the Lord, not because of some man or some principle of man, but because of the principles of God, our heart pants as the deer panted after the water brook. 
and we reverence his holiness. We're not looking for ways to lie, cheat, steal, or undermine. We're not looking for ways to manipulate, con, or get away with something. We're not fudging the truth or embellishing our story to make it appear to look good to other people. We're holy people. And we speak the truth from a place of truth and love. Holiness, consecrated, dedicated to God waving the banner so that the world can see that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's king, he rules, and he reigns. Whew. Peter referenced it in First Peter 1 and 16, to be holy because I'm holy. Why does God want a holy people? Why is he saying, you be holy, you be holy, you be holy? Because I am. I am means I be. It means I exist to be. Be ye holy because I exist to be holy. Consecrated, set apart, dedicated. Know that you're set apart. Know that you're dedicated. Jesus dedicated us back to God when he put the blood on the mercy seat. He brought us back to God. He dedicated us to the Father. In St. John 17, and I preached that in this house, and he prayed that we would be one as he is one with the Father. And oneness, there's nothing missing, nothing broken. You can't tell where one ends and the other begins. That's what one is. One, one. Raise up your fingers, one. When it's one, you can't tell where it begins and where it's. It's just one. You, you, the, 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 the word one starts with an O. You don't know where that O ends. Or be, there's no way of, of breaking it. It's a never-ending circle, Shah. He's in us and we're in him. He's in us and we're in him. So you be holy because I am holy. So he's saying, you be holy because I am holy. Did you see that? Did you see that? You be holy because I am holy. You can be holy. You are holy. And the awareness of that holiness brings us to a place where we know that we are constantly walking in areas where we are misfitting. Mm-hmm. We are misfitting. So those areas where we walk, and I'm going to leave you with this today, those areas where we walk, shakapa where you feel as though you're misfitting because you are being holy. Hello, somebody. You are being holy, and you feel that you're misfitting. Declare 
that land as God declared that land to Moses. This is holy ground. Take back the territory of every area, shaka, that's been polluted, that's been corrupted, that's been set on fire by hell. Begin to declare it to be holy territory again. Begin to speak the word that God spoke to Moses. This is holy ground. And when you declare it to be holy ground, listen to me, church, I'm going to help you with some deliverance today. When you declare it to be holy ground, everything, listen to me, listen to me, you abused women, everything that is not holy, everything that is unclean, Everything that has a blemish, everything that has a spot, everything that has a stench, everything that is corrupted, everything that is the Antichrist has to get up and get out because you've declared that land to be holy. We've been given the authority. Listen to me, church. We've been given the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and no thing shall by any means hurt us. That is because we are holy people. Woo! Our power resides in our holiness. Shakabad. That's why we repent. So that we can walk in holiness. We can walk in the finished works of Jesus. So we repent. I know some people don't agree, but you know what? I'm not selling chocolate bars on the corner to feed my kids at home. So this is not that. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He that would hear will hear. He that doesn't hear won't hear. Shut You'd be surprised the number of Christians that don't want to repent and don't want to hear about holiness. Just all this fake, fake, these, these phony cliches. Well, I'm just blessed anyhow. Praise the Lord anyhow. No, 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 no. We're not that church. We're not that church. Woo! Every place that the soles of your feet shall tread, he said, I will give it to you. Shut But he told Abram this, you're going to have to get away from your familiarities. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to get away from the stench. You're going to have to get away from the nonsense. You're going to have to get away from the foolishness. You're going to have to get away from those things that are anti-Christ. Because if they're anti-Christ, if they are against Christ, they are against you. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. How do you reprove them? You can rebuke them with your life. Do you know your life can be so, ayah, papa, your life can be so powerful with the presence of God upon your life. Your light can be so strong that demons will tremble. You will make 
wise men stammer at the lips, stagger in their thinking because they cannot explain you. They just don't understand you because you're walking in God from a whole nother place. Be ye holy, because I'm holy. I'm holy so you can be holy. You don't have to give in, cave in, and quit to the things of this world. Hold on to your power that's in holiness, because your repentance closes the gap between the prophecy and the promise. And you're killing off all those ites through your repentance. Don't worry, that book is coming. You're killing it off. You're killing it off. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. I take the position that Elijah took when the prophets of Baal were declaring that their God is God. They had it going on with Baal. So they were given a challenge. And Elijah sat there in the cool of the tree watching them cry day and night calling on their God and while they yelled and screamed and called on their God sound like some church people Elijah said hmm Maybe he's gone to lunch. Cry a little louder. <laughs> I imagine he said, cut yourself a little deeper. Why don't you foam him a little more? Why don't you yell a little, you know? He said, maybe he's gone on vacation. Can't hear you. And when they had exhausted themselves, had no more energy, Elijah said, I tell you what, dig some trenches, pour some water. (laughs) This is a man who believed in his God that he served. This is a man who trusted his God to show up and manifest himself. No doubt. No doubt. And after they finished with the trenches and with the water, Elijah called on his God. And his God answered by fire. And burned up everything around. There was not even any water left. 
because he came from a holy place. Are you hearing me, church? He lived from a holy place. Mm-hmm. Joseph, with the coat of many colors, lived from a holy place. So it didn't matter when he was put in position where, positions where he was misfitting. God would still raise him up. So ladies and gentlemen, regardless of where you are today and where you find yourself living, where you find yourself attending school or working, you feel as though you're misfitting. Just turn your eyes to Jesus. Because holiness is your greatest weapon against the enemy. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. But the Bible says, whom resists steadfast in the face. You put your eyes upon Jesus. Put your eyes upon the prize. Put your eyes upon Calvary's cross and the victory that was wrought there. And declare that place to be holy. Wherever it is, doesn't matter. Wherever it is, call it holy ground. And take that territory back. For the kingdom of God God had to speak Listen to me Now some of you need to get this Get this once and for all In order For the worlds To be formed God had to open His mouth And speak it Into existence So since God has to speak it into existence, what do you think you need to do? Just sit there and hope that it'll happen? No. Open your mouth and speak. But this time, instead of just speaking, I believe God's going to do this for me, for me, for me, for me. You're going to speak from a repentant heart. You will declare and decree the word from a holy place. Come on, somebody. Re, Papa. When you open up your mouth, it will not be coming through mud, through filth, trying to make God move through all that stuff, and it's not happening. But with a repentant heart, you open your mouth. All of heaven is paying attention. This is where many, many, many spokesmen and spokeswomen have missed it. We taught people to confess, but we didn't to confess. Just say your confessions. Confess this and confess that, that God's going to do this and speak the scripture. And then it's not been happening for people because their hearts had not been purified. 
they were still doing the same old mess and looking for a blessing, still operating from an unclean place and wanting a holy God to come in. God said, I don't, uh uh-uh. What attracts God is a holy heart. And the Bible says none but the righteous shall see God. What do you think that that means? The manifestations happen when people come to the place that they realize who they are in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, a holy people set apart for his service, a priest set apart, consecrated, dedicated for the service of the Lord. Do we have any priest in the house today? Do we have any people that are separated, dedicated for the work of the Lord? Holiness, consecrated, dedicated people. Let God out, go where you tell me to go out, do what you tell me to do. I'm yours, Lord. I belong to you. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. I'll sing the songs you want me to sing. I'll I'll pray the prayers you want me to pray. I'll do it. Consecrated. Dedicated. Sold out. Sold out. Keeping our eyes on the main thing. Father continues to come and speak to us. And for some, he's snatching us back on course. So what are you doing over there? And he's speaking. Attention. You're trying to sit in with people who don't even, oh, mm. who don't have a clue. Ladies and gentlemen, there's an all-out attack in the earth. We don't care because we know what the the end is. But there are so many cults and cults that are growing right now. Did you know that? Did you know that? Why fewer and fewer Christians are showing up on Sunday mornings or even engaged in the spiritual walk. All the glory of God is covering this earth as the waters cover the sea. Someone has got to stand for righteousness. He's holy. He's holy. 
Father, we thank you and we praise you for loving us enough. But to bring us to attention, to be holy. We choose yes. We choose yes and yes and yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The doors are open for anyone who... Thank you, Jesus. The doors are open. Father, we thank you for every person in this house who had an ear to hear what the Spirit was saying and is saying. We thank you for a baptism of repentance. And, Father, that we will learn to walk with reverence. Hey! Reverence. We will have such such respect for you, Father. That we will not grieve the Holy Spirit again. We repent of grieving you, Holy Spirit. We repent for spending too much time listening to nothing. We repent for putting other things first. And we surrender these little old lives to your bigger life. Oh, we thank you for it. Convict our hearts, Holy Spirit. We give you permission. If we could beg you, we beg you. Convict us of sin. So that we won't be condemned with the world. And may we always pray. Forgive them through us with the same forgiveness that you forgive us with. Love them through us with the same love that you love us with. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. Good morning. God bless you. Apostle say awesome word on this morning. I thank and praise the Lord for that. Just wanted to do a quick reminder for the 20-day fast, 21-day fast, should I say, that begins on today. I have been posting uh, on my wall and also thank you, Apostle Faye, for transferring the information to the appropriate uh, wall for me. So for those of you who have not had an opportunity to go to the Wake Up and Pray wall, or my Facebook page, the 21-Day Fast will be beginning today, and the fast will consist of uh, pretty much what uh, Holy Spirit had gave Apostle Faye the first time that we fasted with the 
exception to assorted nuts. So it will be fruits and vegetables, herbal teas, water, and uh, your assorted nuts. And we will be coming back at 12 noon for services in our uh, war room. For those of you who will be able to join me this fast, and I did post it uh, on my wall, it's for our leader. It's not going to be for uh, prayer requests. I won't be taking any prayer requests. I won't be doing any type of spiritual uh, uh, praying for the needs of uh, the body. This fast that Alba gave me was specific instructions to pray and labor in the spirit and that 12 noon service for our spiritual leader and for the ministry. So please stay in the flow. Uh, if you come with, uh, I have a prayer request, I'm going to have to um, ask you to please, ma'am, please, sirs, bring that back around to the table, Lord willing, uh, on tomorrow. For those of you, again, that can join me at 12 noon, we will be coming back into the war room to intercede on behalf of Apostle Faith and the entire global uh, church uh, slash wake up and pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Is that 12 noon east or central time? Uh, I'm in Michigan, so I, I get those time zones kind of confused. What? Are you in eastern or central? Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm in uh, eastern. You're in eastern, so you have planted 12 noon eastern time. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you heard the announcement. Thank you, Parfaitis. Appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Excellent. Excellent. We're listening. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for the grace for a pure, holy, spirit-filled life of holiness. Thank you, Lord God. God bless you, Dr. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes, as do I, Robin. It is, I, I, I thank God for loving us so much that he will impart to us wisdom on how to walk in this new culture. And he has groomed us and trained us, and he's still doing it. And he keeps us in this place, Robin, that we can't veer off thinking we got it all or we know it all because there's always something else that he is about to release. And he's giving us what we can take or handle in this moment. And I am hearing word now that I honestly heard as a teenager and in my early 20s because I didn't understand why the Bible I was reading and the church I was seeing were two different worlds. And when I founded a church in North Carolina, Church on the Rock, 
the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Faye, the church has never been the church. I'm going to show you the true church. And it has nothing to do with buildings made by man's hands. Sure enough. And if any of you were there in North Carolina, you remember my making that statement more than once over the years. The church has never been the true church. It's been an institution of people going, not criticism, just an observation, mind you. People are so quick to think, oh, she, she's anti-church. You know, just because you're religious, don't try to put that on us. What I'm telling you is that God said this. And we have no business blending in with the world. This that we see wasn't supposed to be. It was never supposed to be. God called us out. Show, not for us to go back in to blend. Oh, bless his holy name. So I want to thank those. I don't see anyone else in queue. I want to thank those of you um, who participate who participated, who participated and who continue to participate holistically across the board. You can participate in your tithes, your offerings, your, your prayers, your support, your attendance. All of that's important. Your comments, your emojis, sharing and evangelizing with Dr. Faye Live and with uh, the other, uh, with Global Church Live. And, man, we got people listening to the radio uh, broadcast and I haven't even checked the stats on that lately. But, you know, we just thank God for all of us growing up in him. And it's time. It is so time for us to grow up. Um, There are some videos that are gaining a lot of attention and traction out there. Uh, Well, they're increasing. And who knew but God? Who knew? But it's ministering to people where they are, and that's what we're doing, ministering to people where they are. So we thank God for those of you here. Don't forget to continue to, to share your love gifts. I, 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 oh, Father, I thank you for Vinay. I thank you for the abundance of your mercy, the abundance of your grace over that household. I thank you, Father God, that you are smoothing out every rough edge straightening up every crooked place. I thank you, Lord God, that you have moved mountains and they have become a plain. We speak grace over Vinay and her family. We speak grace over these court situations, this trial, these legal dilemmas. We speak grace, Father, and divine favor. We thank you, Lord God, for the abundance of your peace, the abundance of your mercy, manifesting on the behalf of Vinay and her family. Father, and we as a corporate body continue to cover that family as they walk through this journey. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. We thank you for Ricky and his young people and his boys. God, I thank you that you're raising up some Peter, James, and Johns with Ricky, those that will be on fire for God 
and they will be the fire to cause others to be ignited through the word of God. I thank you for turning every situation around in that camp and bringing those young people to the bleeding side of Calvary and teaching them the art of repentance and living from a place of holy reverence. Lord, we say, Papa, we thank you for that today. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Donita. I thank you for the sweetness of her spirit. I thank you, Father God, for her giving heart. Lord, I thank you for an abundance of mercy, an abundance of grace. I thank you, Lord God, for encouraging her. And everything that has tried to block or bind her is eradicated because of your presence. I thank you for holiness prevailing in her life and in Kevin's life. I thank you, Lord God, for the joy of the Lord is her strength today in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for Tina. Lord, that you continue to anoint her eyes with eye salve, that she will have clarity and discernment. Father God, that she'll be able to see those around her, even in her shop and in her workplace. Father God, that she will discern so acutely, Lord God, that she will speak to the needs of people around her, and they will be so amazed because they'll wonder, how did she know that? I thank you, Father God, for that anointing manifesting in her life. Father, I thank you for Tracy and her family. I thank you for the glory of God upon Tracy's life. Thank you for her husband, Father, such an honorable man. I thank you, Lord God, that you have endued him with power from on high. And, Father God, this opportunity that's set before him to increase him financially and to set him and his family for life, God, I thank you right now that that door is a door built by you and that no one can tear it down. I thank you for holding his arms up as he steps out in faith. Shoo, Papa, and go into these deeper waters for the glory of God. I thank you, Jesus, that he's been faithful over a few things. You will now make him ruler over much, and we give you praise for the victory in his life in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. Father, I thank you for Robin. Lord God, I thank you for her voice of inspiration and encouragement. I thank you, Father God, that you are ministering back to her, yeah, God, in her family. I thank you, Lord God, that those answers that she's been seeking for, those personal solutions, Father, you will unveil and reveal them, sure enough, to Robin. She will know the steps to take. She will know which way to go. She'll know the outcome because you've already spoken it in her heart. And I thank you, Father God, that even though the vision has been for an appointed time, it will speak and will not tarry. We'll give you praise for that in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Carol. I thank you, Lord God, that you continue to strengthen her as she takes care of Estelle and try to take care of family members. God, I thank you for encouraging her heart, strengthening her faith, Let her know, Father God, faithfulness will build faith. That's just how that works. And I thank you, Father God, for her gifts. Thank you for her support. Thank you, Lord God, for strengthening her back, keeping her strong in body and in mind. We give you praise for that 
in the name of Jesus. We are declaring and decreeing that she is whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. Thank you for manifesting your presence and your power in her life. God, we thank you for Mary. Lord, we thank you for her diligence. Thank you for her unwavering prayer life. Thank you, Father God, that even in the midst of the storms, Father God, you're teaching her how to refocus on you and keeping the main thing the main thing. Bless her bountifully for sowing seed. Increase her harvest in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for Yvonne and all that you've done for them. (coughs) And I thank you, Lord God, that he who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. I thank you for that in the name of Jesus, for turning things around. I thank you for Goldine and her sons and her household. I thank you, Lord God, that you'll continue to minister to her heart and mind. And, Father God, that you'll remove all the webs out of her way and out of her life, that there will be clarity of hearing, there will be acute hearing in the spirit, and clarity of speech in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree it to be so, and it is so. Father, I give you praise for all the staff members, the team members, the volunteers, and all of those that are raising their hands saying, me, me, me. Yes, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you will continue to lead God and direct each and every one of them. Lord God, because truly these are the men and women that you favor. And, God, even as your favor has come upon us through the blood of Jesus, we operate in that favor by putting our hands to the plow and not looking back. We give you praise for that in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray and we stand in the gap, Father God, for Joyce. We rebuke the spirit of infirmity, sickness, and disease over her body and over her life, and we declare and decree that she's whole. We thank you for Jamie, and, Lord, as she prepares to go to a court case. Lord God, I thank you that you have squashed the adversary. Lord, you know what to do and how to do it. We just thank you for her victory. We thank you for the successful outcome. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that covers that place, and we declare that holy ground. Hey, Papa, and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for what you've done in Bernstein's life. Father, we've seen, oh, Lord God, I can't even begin to tell you. Oh, but I thank you and we praise you, Father God. And we thank you that he who, you who have begun a good work in Bernstein's body, you're faithful to complete it. And even now, while she's on dialysis this morning, Father God, that you're you're taking that blood and turning it into your blood and strengthening those kidneys in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree divine health. Father, we thank you for the gift of health and the spiritual gift of healing in Bernstein's body. Hey, Papa, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, for grace. Lord God, that even though she's refused dialysis, Lord, she's standing in faith that you will bring health and healing. So we put her into your hands for the miracle that she is seeking. 
manifested in her heart and in her mind, you speak to her about what you would want her to do. And that's where she'll find herself standing, in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Bask every person within the sound of my voice in your presence today as holy men and holy women of God and renew their respect for you, Father, and revive us today, Lord God, on this predetermined course, declaring that this is holy ground. God bless you. Don't forget to give at drfay.com forward slash donation. Appreciate each and every one of you. We're sending prayers out your way today. Holy Spirit quickens your names to me time, many times. So just know that if you're in this house, and especially if you've made yourself known in this house, somebody can be called to pray for you at any time in English. <laughs> in English. They'll know what they're declaring and decreeing, and they'll know what demons they're binding off of you. So go and be blessed. Until next time, this is Dr. Faye. Thank you again for joining me for another Wake Up and Pray. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.